listening to Around Comics. to Around Comics, episode 423, Trade Talks, Usagi Yojimbo, volume one. I'm Brian Salazar. With me is Christopher Neesman and Tom Caters. Welcome, everybody, to the live, 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 live episode of Around Comics. Did you do, like, cocaine during the intro music? No. Because before we got going, you're just like, yeah, all right, let's do this thing. (laughs) I'm a professional, Chris. That Flip that switch, baby, it's and I'm on. I'm ready to go. Love it. I have. I do have some. Uh, I do have some uh, cocaine. Some dark chocolate espresso beans. Oh, that's it. So maybe that's what's uh, what's giving me a little energy, a little boost. There you go. Mmm, delicious. Mm-hmm. Your little Guillermo poops. What's happening? Your Guillermo poops. My what? Yes. Remember the episode of uh, what we do in the shadows, where. Uh, Guillermo had the, the the chocolate raisins or whatever, oh, yeah. and uh, and uh, 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 shit. Who's his uh, his master? Uh, not Waslo. Uh, Nandor thought those Nandor. were his like little rabbit poops. He's like Guillermo, you need to drink more water. Uh, I need a haircut, is what I need. Yeah. I get it's a haircut every morning, long. man. Watch out. Mm, Get one. Never happening. Never happening to this beautiful head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I hate you and your hair. Um, Mostly just because of your hair. Uh, Yeah. Trade talks this week. This is, um, we had our little spring break. I think we came back and trying to get back in the groove of stuff. Uh, But we do this thing about every month ish called a trade talk where uh where we all collectively read the same uh trade or graphic novel or or run of comics and uh and then we can talk about it and it was my pick uh this time around and i went for uh, an oldie but hopefully a goodie uh one that uh i think we all had probably heard about we're very aware of i don't know had you guys read any usagi ujembo before in I have. Yes, okay. I Some. have. Some. Not a lot, not a ton, Some. but but a little yeah. here so and there. I th- I, I, it's one of those, it's like, yeah, I've read a little Yasagi Ujimbo. Um, it's it's like a comic that it feels like it's always been there. Um, most because this first trade is from 1986. Oh my God. 1986, I don't even remember. It was like... Uh... I was in high school. No, I was. Was I in high school? Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, it ha- it definitely this volume certainly kind of uh, looks the part that it's from 1986. It's um, 1980s black and white indie sensation, right? Was it an indie sensation? I mean, it was below the the uh, tidal wave that was uh, Turtles, certainly. Um, but yeah, it's part of that, part of that big indie wave, you know, I'd put it there with like love and rockets, um, as far as it's like, yeah, that was, that was the stuff that, you know, the, the non-Marvel DC stuff that, that was kind of happening in Mm -hmm. comics at that time. I think it gets grew goes, you know, um, or what the, the Sim stuff, Cerebus. Yeah, I'd put it like there was Cerebus, right? Mm-hmm. It definitely feels a little bit like Cerebus, especially the first issue reminds me very much of Cerebus. Like, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, like the, the walking in the snow oh, yeah. of, of the first issue. Yeah. Kind of felt very, very much like, um, whoops, sorry, very much like uh, Cerebus. And just the black yeah. and white art. And- I think we even get a Gru crossover. Yes, we have right? a moment where they well, walk he, past he, each other. Yeah, and there and yeah. it, and there's a reference to to Gru, so 
That's uh, about some filthy barbarian. Yes. <laughs> Grew the filthy barbarian. I this was inter- this was interesting to me reading this because um, it you know it's kind of like you can watch the evolution a little bit mm-hmm. in this first volume, not the complete evolution of the character or the artist necessarily, but the you know that first issue and the first two three sort of storylines are very you know the panels are very compressed there's a lot going on in them mm-hmm. um and Almost too much uh, yeah well, too much and there's not a whole lot of great i wouldn't say storytelling going on initially but as the issues go on you start to see it loosen up and you see, see a little more energy and and just yeah. sort of space in it um and a little bit more fun and, with layout in general yeah right? yeah um oh and it, we haven't mentioned this the stan sakai this is all stan sakai who's you know you gotta love some stan sakai and this is from the original run of fanographics uh before it went to dark horse and I, I checked this out from, from Hoopla to make sure that we were reading the same thing. But Fanographics did put out this um, case hardcover set that is like the entire fan, the 10 years of Fanographics Usagi. So very nice. Yeah, it's a very great nice. set if it's still out there. So, and I think that would cover probably like eight or 10 volumes of the paperbacks. Um, I was just reading here, Stan, uh, you mentioned Grew the Wanderer, and Stan began his career lettering that comic book. Nice. So that might be why. why it's the uh, Aragonus, right? Uh, yep, yep, and Mark Evaniera. When, whenever, you know, Usagi Jimbo always makes me think of, like, it's, it's so mid-'80s in that the idea of like samurai culture being explained to people through a comic book with like rabbits and pandas yeah. that are kind of adorable. And like, you know, what, cause I think about it, cause I was, I, I think of this kid that I went to grade school with who like lo- loved samurai stuff. Right. And like before the internet, right. Like, like this stuff was just sort of like flotsam and jetsam that maybe you would pick out from like, maybe you saw a movie one time that had some of about to be honest a lot of those things are way over the heads of like a kid like a kid's not going to sit through like a three-hour kurosawa like movie if you could get access to one which you probably couldn't in the mid 80s very easily depending on where you lived right so it's like Yeah, well, you had a lot of kung fu movies on tv you did have a lot yeah. of kung fu movies. i think they kind of go hand in hand with with usagi I think those, I think those, and, those, those like twelve-year-olds watching the kung fu movies are going to see a samurai robot or a samurai rabbit. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah. But there's like a very seriousness to it too. That's a little different from all of those. In that, like, the tension in this book of like these adorable animals <laughs> in like a stone cold like straight story. Murder. Yeah, there, right? there are like there are these headings. <laughs> a lot of them. There are a yeah. lot of like. And there's never a nod to it. It's never played for like yeah. a humor, you know. Like it's like just acknowledged that it's just like this is what this universe is. It is this, and like you just go with it, and I that felt- is like that's how it is and it's like okay it's it's almost the same tone as as lone lone wolf and cub i mean it's it's a wandering samurai story yeah well it's also like i felt like especially since almost in this volume especially every story is a standalone almost like a fable yeah you know each one is sort of like a, a a a little tiny story of itself. And it reminded yeah. me very much of two things, like combining like strip cartoons, like Sunday newspaper cartoons with mm-hmm. fables. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you look at like sort of the original, you know, sort of German, especially like German fables were fucking mm-hmm. dark and there was a yeah. lot of death and blood and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. And so Gretel yeah, is not a nice story. 
<laughs> no, right? So it it definitely reminded me of that. It was like, oh, these are these are interesting sort of Japanese fables almost. It felt like whether they are or not, I have no idea, but they certainly felt in that vein of like, oh, he, you know, um I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these were stories from yeah. you know, from Japan, that kind of thing. That he, yeah, you know, and it feels like a serial, you know. Yeah, and that sort of like pre-internet, like, like this is like, uh, uh, if you were interested in these type of things, right? This is like, in a way, a primary source of how you would right. know of terminology of like what a ronin is what you know, you know like depending on where you lived or what sort of access you had to information like it, it, I, I just think about it in that sense of like a pre a pre all this info available to you constantly and like easily within like easily within reach constantly and you maybe you're a kid who's like like you said interested in kung fu movies mm -hmm. and you pick this up and this is a little different like it's a little more like oh like you said like fable-ish or like sort of very like um attached to like a real like respect of a certain type of storytelling and yeah like, very like like using the terminology and using like like this is the language we use when we do this. Like I could see that being like mind blowing for someone <laughs> who would pick it up, who's like hungry for that like sure. info, you know, yeah. hungry for that. Oh, yeah. Like, like well, that I think you had a you had a you had sort of this sort of perfect storm of stuff happening. Like mm -hmm. in the late seventies, early eighties, you had Bruce Lee, and then you had all the kung fu movies that came after that, and 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 sort of the rise of action movies. But then, if you were a comic book fan, you had you know the stuff that Frank Miller started putting into uh, Daredevil and Wolverine, Damn. which had a lot of like ninjas and the hand and all of that kind of stuff. Then you had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then this, and and I think it was just this huge sort of like you know just perfect storm of you know asian martial raise arts raise your hand uh, if you had throwing stars and nunchucks as a kid still do yeah. still still yeah. have nunchucks i don't think i have any yeah, I, I mean it is interesting when you think about it i think in a weird way what makes this book really interesting is that like is that ever present like Stan Sakai is like a style in contrast to like yes. the story he's telling. And like, whereas I think some of those other examples, that contrast isn't so stark as like a, and I think it and kind of infuses it with like, there's just something compelling about it, even at its most basic. Yeah, if you keep like all the dialogue, you if you keep the the even the 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 panel structure, but you have Frank Miller draw this. I you could do but that. There's just something funny yeah. about and not animal, uh, right? Uh, yeah, it's an adorable rabbit beheading like a bunch of you know, like <laughs> it's just like and it happens every issue. It's it, you can see why like it kind of found a home in that sense, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like that very like eighties sort of like what a lot of those black and white comics were doing were just kind of like mixing a bunch of stuff together yeah. and like what happened like let's see what happens and what like kind of like germinates from that sort of like mixing all those influences it's funny you, you know you say that and there's a couple issues that end on what i would classify as like a dad joke right a couple <laughs> of the stories it, it kind of ends on a real punny bad joke and they really stick out because the tone of the book is so serious. And then you're just like, oh, it is about a samurai rabbit. And so here's yeah, and here's a joke. Here's a gone with the with the wind joke, right? Yeah, it's very it's interesting. It's not I don't I don't want to say I, I'm this will sound like an insult, but I don't intend it that way. It's it's amateurish in a good way. In that it's not beholden to like a certain ass idea of what like what these things should be all the time, mm -hmm. right? And like 
I don't love all those punny endings to it, but there's like a certain charm to that too of like, oh, like, what is what is this? <laughs> what, is, what is happening? Well, it almost you feels know, like, like an old perfectly... episode, right? You know, the end of a TV. where it's not like it had. We haven't gotten to the point where all these things are like perfectly crafted. Like there's like that sort of '80s amateurishness to it as well. Of like, ah, he's figuring it out as yeah. these stories come out, you know, and it's like. Well, actually, well, maybe we'll do it this time. Or and you see that like in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too, right? right? You see sort of these stories that like they are coming out sporadically in different things. They don't have their own comic book. They're like in an anthology. They're in some other magazine, and like you can kind of see the creators like figuring it out as they go. A it's little kind bit. of like the like, Tracy Ullman what? show, uh, Simpsons shorts, right? Yeah. Yeah, or it's like, well, actually, it's maybe this, or may, it might be more like this, you know? And it, there's there, there's something cool about that as well. Uh, the, the art is, you know, in some of those other ones, the, the leap the artists take is so huge from like, uh, I don't know, yeah. this seems very, like, not very thought. But in this case, Stan Sakai could draw from the beginning yeah. like that was yeah. just not where, the, well, it's, it's, that's not where like the honing comes in that yeah, yeah. you know i i've got the 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 10 year set right the fanograph so yeah. i mean he, he went on years and years later but you know as like a you know con, uh, compare and contrast i looked at like the first volumes worth of stories and then went to you know fast forward 10 years and look at them it's like no just wildly consistent it's you know he I, if it ain't broke don't fix it i mean it's it's weird because there's not a big stylistic um you know evolution yeah. i think sal touched on maybe a little bit better storytelling um but as far as like the the draftsmanship of it like really good from the word go yeah he i mean he was a he was a cartoonist i think it was just a matter of sort of him getting his feet mm -hmm in the idea of like panels and how to tell the story with panels. And, and like I said, I think, you know, early on, there's a lot of stuff going on and that, and that was just, yeah. I felt like the time frame as well, but it's also, you know, it, it is an interesting thing, Tom, that you bring up because it's like, you don't see books. If you see a book come out, that's sort of amateurish now, it never gets a chance. Yeah. Rarely does it get a chance to yeah. survive and it's not getting published. You know, it's maybe it's self published or something, but, you know, if a book is coming out through Image or a book is coming up through Dark Horse or Boom or any, you know, it's like, it's pretty, it has to be pretty polished. Yeah. You know. It's probably already been a TV show pitch. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, like no, a movie yeah. pitch. Yeah, you don't, you don't have a whole like, lot of time to, to, to have like an organic growth as a creator on a long form comic anymore. Well, also, you know, at the, at the time, it's like maybe you'd only do one story. Who knows? Right. Like, it not, like, yeah. It's like that maybe that's it. Maybe you know, like there's no like this is an eight issue like story that, you know, has been pre-sold to oh. Netflix. No offense to anyone who's done that because obviously everybody needs to make money. But it's just different, yeah. right? Like after after turtles, after turtles exploded, there were a lot of one shot black and white comics <laughs> that came out yeah. that just and that was it. Mm -hmm. Speaking of TV shows and sellouts, congratulations to our buddy Ryan yes. Brown for his uh, the the one issue that came out that we read so yeah, far. Eight, eight billion. It was enough. Him and, him and Charles Soule, they're they're executive producers on a new deal with Amazon Studios. So congrats to those yeah. guys. Have you read Eight Billion Genies yet? I read the yeah, first we, issue. Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, maybe that was the episode you were. I, that's that I was probably in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did talk about it. It was yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. It was really I, good. I I need. Well, to I hope the rest of it's good because they got to make a whole damn TV show out of it. Yeah. Right. So I hope the rest of it just fall off a cliff and it's terrible. Like, oh my god, we have to write seven more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan ahead. I. I, 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 I think they're okay. I think Charles and Ryan are okay. It's those guys are idea factories. I mean, I mean the nice thing is usually Ryan's stuff makes no goddamn sense anyway. It's just a lot right. of fun wacking it. So yeah. just go with it. It's his role. 
people will make shit up like the Beatles. They'll they'll, they'll read into it stuff that doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, okay. Just, just make up a bunch of words. Who cares? Good. Yeah, good good news for them. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know if there's a whole lot more to it uh, because I know that we want to talk about some other comics um, with uh, with Usagi. Uh, you guys enjoy it? I guess is the bottom line. Was it was it was it a, a worthwhile read for you? Eh, it was it was a bit of a slog for me to be honest. I mean, no, nothing against the book itself, yeah. but it's just like going back to stuff in the eighties and that format. It was fine. I kind of enjoyed it. It was it was more of like the novelty of it. I don't know that I I've never been a huge fan of the book necessarily. Um, but uh, it, it it was all right. I mean, I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, it wasn't it, made to be read issue after issue. Well, that's immediately. Yeah. yeah, that would be my biggest thing. Was sort of like okay, like he's got at least in these first ones. There's a lot of like oh, okay, now here's the big crowded fight scene where you know he's chopping his way through them and like that sort of like structure of the story always sort of landing in those same visual mm -hmm. spaces, you know, like understanding, like that's probably what he was comfortable doing and good at doing. And like, no one was ever intended to probably read six of these directly, <laughs> directly in a row. But yeah, there's definitely a little bit of that to it of like, okay, like, kind of waiting for a different approach to a fight scene from like the uh, something different from like small panel, small panel, small panel, you know, like, big panel. You know, like the, yeah. yeah, like the sort of like kind of seeing that again and again and again, a little bit, yeah. a little bit hard to, to chop your way through, but yeah, I mean, it was cool. I mean, yeah. I was like, it took me back in time to watching that kid give a report on, japan because we had to do like <laughs> reports on countries and he made his whole report you know the, the true spirit of the reports on countries was like to talk about like a wide amount of things and he focused solely on this he did a report on the samurai and ninjas and that was pretty much the entire thing that he did <laughs> it would be so, like doing like, a report on america and having yeah, a and like green berets yeah, yeah, it's just about Green Bay. Yeah, it's, that's my, that's my report about, on America. That's and that's it. Yeah, so it made me think of him almost immediately. I'm sure he probably loved this uh, nice. these comics. Yeah, it was. I I enjoyed it. Uh, once again, it was you know a nostalgia thing. It was it was weird. It's a nostalgia without nostalgia because I I didn't read this book when it came out. You know, it's mm -hmm. it was. I knew it was there, but it's just not one that I read. And so it was like a faux nostalgia. It's like, oh, this is a comic I should have been reading back in 1986, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I've got the beautiful set from Fantagraphics. So I'll probably go ahead and, and read through a little bit more and, you know, kind of see how the stories develop. But uh, yeah. you'll keep going. Will. You'll keep going. It's a, it's a good bathroom book, Tom. Oh my, ugh. No, let's not talk. No talking about bathroom. Ugh. Favorite bathroom. bathroom. Top five bathroom books. Go. Uh, no. uh, David <laughs> the bathroom books. Um, yeah. It was fine. It was just right. fine. Well, whose turn is it? I have no idea. Is it my turn? I think it's your turn, Tom. We'll to the end of the episode as I figure out what book we're going to read next. All right, we'll do. Uh, so, uh, uh, way, to, way to bait him to watch the whole thing, Tom. I, all right, yeah. So anyway, uh, Sal puts up our uh, our trade talks in uh, in our Amazon uh, trade talks uh, list or whatever group. Uh, explain that you where you can you can go back and and check out our other trade talks and and the current one we have we have a couple of places you go to amazon we have a book club on amazon yeah. and we have a goodreads book club as well you can uh, reach both of those from the website around comics.com they're up in the menu you can link to it and, and join and it'll just keep you up to date on what books we choose yeah. And you can comment and do that kind of stuff there as well. And, uh, and if not, you're not, a, not, not a if you're a newer listener, uh, you can 
always uh, go back, see our past uh, trade talk selections and uh, just go check out those, those episodes. Speaking of new listeners, I'd like to welcome Graham Cannon uh, to our Patreon. Thank you for becoming a new patron of Around Comics Patreon page. We really do appreciate the support, Graham. So thank you very much. And it looks like he's from uh, across the pond. Yay. He's not, oh. he's not a stinking American. So good for Filthy, him. Gross American. <laughs> welcome, Graham. Thank you, Graham. That seems like if a Graham is not an American name, I wouldn't no. say. Graham's a very British, British yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like Reginald. Yeah. Re- Reginald. <laughs> uh, Are you saying that Reg Jackson isn't an American? <laughs> yeah, so speaking of Patreon, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I threw a pitch Sal's way. He's not completely bought in yet, so I'm working on something new. So we'll see. Oh wow! I'm interested. Now I want to know what yeah. this idea is. Sal doesn't like it. Maybe Tom and I should do it. What is it? I'm in for that. Tom. I agree. I'd like to listen to you and Tom do something. Yeah, because Tom, uh, you and I always do shit together. Uh, I never get to do anything yeah. just me and Tom. So. What? Oh, what is it? it Let's do this. Pitch this to me live. It's basically called uh, old guy. You got thirty seconds. Pitch. It's, uh, old guy Elevator talks about pitch. a comic. Where I go back uh, and find in my that. childhood that made a big That's what impact I on me, and it could be you know anything from like Daredevil one eighty one to oh man, like this sounds like it's gonna be like a recipe for like sad discussions. No, no, not sad. It's like... it's, don't you want to hear me uh, explain to you why Sectars number one was a really important comic to me? Sacktop? What? Wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> I think this would be much better with. Tom have you because... have you never read Sectars? Sectar. Can you spell? I've never it even for heard me? of Sectars. I will. What you do this? We're gonna me. do a pilot episode of of this of this of Sectar. Of and we're gonna talk about number Sectars. S E. Good luck, Tom. Yeah. Ten minutes long. How about how about we do a show and this could be uh it could tie us into uh into TikTok where we do a show that lasts as long as I'm willing to listen to you talk about the comic and then it ends when I'm like nah, There's gonna be a I'm lot out. of like ninety seconds. Twelve episodes. seconds. Yeah, it's like the TikTok ones where people are like, Oh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna uh watch this slow cooker recipe until they drop a block of cream cheese in. And then it's done because they all drop a block of cream cheese in at some point. It'll be like, how long can Tom listen to Chris talk about sectars? I just Googled sectars. I know. It's deeply influential like, comic to me. I, I'm all in for listening to you two talk about this stuff. <laughs> sectars. From, from, I'm, this is the Coleco sectars? I believe so. Here, we need to get Sal to it. We've already talked too much about sectars on this episode, I think. The sectars world blended humanoids with insects and arachnids. Ew. Gross. What the fuck? What is this, Chris? (laughs) You weird. It's a very sexual. I love that comic. The name, like, it's like centaur. Wait. Sectar. It's a it's a Marvel comic. Oh, like insectar, In, insectar, like insect. Yes, sectars. What? What a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, sectars. So they're like centaurs, but insects. insects? But they did. Uh, yeah, you guys are blowing the first episode now. Okay. Oh, I got I more. Up as, this is a. Oh, God. Chris will be like, uh, you know, going on and on about how much does issue number one go for these days? Uh, If you can find it, maybe a dollar. (laughs) But I guarantee you, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm now lost. Out there that remember this book and they're going to back me up on it or or flame me. Uh, But uh, you can let us know by uh, going to uh, what info at aroundcomics.com and, uh, Shooting us an email. Sectars, Warriors of Symbion. I need someone to back me oh up on God. this. All right. Well, maybe we'll do one. Maybe we'll just do a Sectars-based show. 
it would be it would be unique. All right. So anyway, that's my terrible pitch. Commander wait. Commander Waspacks? What? This looks like it's I'm hey Chris, I hate to break this looks like it sucks. <laughs> I'm sure it was. But it was important. It was important to Chris. It was. Up. I Somehow. I just Somehow. kids like dumb shit. Kids like stupid things, right? right? Like dumb, like yeah, it's Sam I mean, my like, robot. Yeah, like it's like I mean that's dumb it's, shit. It's no worse than like fucking mask, right? <laughs> I mean mask. Yeah, you remember this that? is better that, than that, mask. The uh, toy driven cartoon mask. Oh, the like the Jim Carrey no, movie. No, 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 like and. Somebody stop me. I feel like I'm in a fucking alternate reality where shit exists that I don't understand. I don't I never heard of. Sectars mask. I have no idea what you're even talking about. Someone who knows more I'm like, I you know, listen, I don't know every single comic book that's ever come out. Uh, But if you were to Yeah, obviously. If you were to like but put me on a scale of like people alive like i would probably know most high percentile i've never heard the word sectar <laughs> in my life until five minutes ago mm-hmm. never yeah. ne- i've never heard another human being ever be like hey it's like you know like you hear people talk about like rom the space knight you know like, that'd be great i've never heard anyone be like oh i wish they someone could bring back sectars <laughs> it, w- it was a thing Small thing, so. All right, uh, so so that's we'll, we'll talk about this more, Tom. Uh, but uh, yeah, what have you guys been reading? It's uh, I missed the yeah you know, I was in Pittsburgh for a week, so uh, I missed some stuff. Oh yeah, it's been so long. Like, what's up? I don't know. What's up, guys? What do you What do you guys been reading? Um, comics. Ton. I, I started reading the fables, the return of fables. Oh, um, how's that? I don't know yet. It's it well, it looks, mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it's Buckingham, Buckingham and Willingham, mm-hmm. yeah, and so it looks the same. Uh, mm-hmm. and it picks up literally right where the last issue left off. That's cool. I actually like that. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's it just is going right into a new Ugh. fable story, and it's it's interesting because it's kind of esoteric and it's a little bit confusing, but that's how every episode or every issue of fables kind of was. It was like, they yeah. didn't take time to explain stuff to you. They just, this is what, this is yeah. the story. This is, figure figure it, out. it out. And so it's not a, a, the story tag's not as tight as an issue of sectars, but wow. Really? <laughs> Any really? issue of sectars could be someone's first issue. of se- First issue of sectars. It was a Marvel <laughs> comic, by the way. How many issues of sectars even exist? I think six. I don't know. <laughs> six. I think. All right, that's, I didn't. Well, that's cool. I loved. I loved fables. Yeah, it was so. It's interesting. I mean, things are very different um, after the you know the the sort of the world of the Mondays has you know become witness to sort of the uh, the appearance of. The Fableton, and uh, yeah, and, and they're kind of part of the fables are sort of trying to regroup that. There's some mysterious enemies. Some of the other fables are like off in other places. Bigby Wolf and and his family are off trying to do things, and yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to go into it other than it was like, oh, it, yeah. it was amazingly a fluid transfer right oh i shouldn't say fluid transfer it was amazingly <laughs> a, a a very seamless transfer right back into the world of fables like it, it it did feel like this issue came out right after the the end of the last you know issue 151 or whatever it was so pretty That's amazing cool. after all those years of them just be able to jump back into it and and i'm interested the one thing i kept thinking as i was reading it though was sort of like I wonder why. I wonder why that like are they like oh fuck this should be a TV cuz I mean I think we maybe probably talked about it at one point like wow why isn't this a TV show? This would be a great TV show on Amazon or Hulu or wherever, Netflix. 
And I'm wondering if like that was what those guys were thinking, like, oh shit, we kind of like, oh we missed, we missed, we missed the boat. Let's get it back out there and and see if somebody will pick it up. But I I can't imagine somebody wouldn't want to. Like it it seems like a great opportunity for a show uh, that you could really you know. What was that? There was a, a show that kind of had once yeah, upon a time. Yeah, watch that, and then that one ran for a while. And it was all right. I, I liked it. Me and my kids yeah. watched it. It was fables bit. without being fables. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, maybe that's why. But yeah, I was just kind of interested. Of like, well, I wonder why they're bringing it back. It seemed, I mean, they told their story. It ended in a great way. And it just seems like interesting. You know, maybe they just had more story to tell. Yeah. But and it's not like, like, yeah, it's not like those again. guys are, couldn't. It's not like they don't have other ideas, and it's not like you know Buckingham couldn't be drawing other comics or Willingham doing other things. Oh, you know, for it's sure. like they, I, I, my, to, my guess is that they have another story to tell. Otherwise, they'd be doing other things, right? Well, but the interesting you know, thing is, is this is just this isn't like a limited series. This isn't a four issue run or anything yeah. like that. It's it's just issue 151 and then issue 152 and like they're just they're just continuing the story for and i wonder like how much they have planned and maybe you know maybe it was just sort of like oh well i got enough ideas now let's let's start putting out issues again it's but, like it's I, like I, the anti-bprd format <laughs> well yeah have we ever seen like a comic go away like that for years and then come back by the huh. same creators. Uh, stray bullets, but just like the last issue, right? It was, that hey, was how about years a good comic book? Issues. What? We ever seen a good comic book come oh, back? Oh, come on, Stray Bullets is good. Uh, that's just for all the you know fantagraphic nerds that think books like that are good. When <laughs> we all know they're boring. Stray bullets boring? Okay. I found it pretty boring. Okay. I'm not going to argue but, with you. Good. Don't. You asked for an example. Now, this is a show. No, this is a show I'd watch. <laughs> Me and Chris arguing about <laughs> indie yeah. comics. It would. It could be like a. It could be like a, a comics crossfire. Probably just like constantly arguing with each other about like. I thought that's what we did anyway. I, we are an old married couple. It's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Do spinoffs of just like the same shit we always do. <laughs> just an episode, episode solely of us trying to. It'll be a game where I give you guys clues and you try and remember the name of a comic creator. <laughs> <laughs> Some you get right away, and it's only like three minutes long. Some it could go on for like a really long time. Too long, long. time. Too long. 17, 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely long. <laughs> so that's about all I've been reading. What about you guys? You guys been reading anything? There's more uh, I've been DC vampires. Ghost. DC. I haven't caught it's, up. I haven't caught back up. So it. You you and your damn vampire books you love so much. But okay, so I want to talk about a weird thing. No, oh, jeez. Oh, weirder than sectars? No. Come on. Someone's gonna back me up on the sectars. Um someone out there will. Well, Ryan Brown would. And I, I know he would. Um, because there was an action figure line. Anyway, um, uh, so DC versus vampires is a 12 issue series. I think only like what six issues have come out and now they have these two one-shot issues that take place after the 12 issue series has concluded. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff that it, it seems like a weird time for these to come out. And and like DC Killers came out and it's a Harley Quinn story but it takes place obviously after DC versus Vampires has finished. And oh God! Yeah. Oh, this is exhausting. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ! Right? Um, Neither of you it, care. I no. I don't know. I have no. I didn't even know DC Vampires was a 12 issue uh, series yeah. that 
didn't conclude. Are you sure about That's that? That's what the first issue said, like one of 12. Hmm. Well, in that same that. vein, what the fuck happened to Human Target? Right? It's been like, what, four, it's months, on break. Months, four months? It's on break for a while. What the fuck? What season, like, when did that start happening? Comics just take a break? Yeah, no, they just take a break to catch up. They have to catch up on the art. So the next part. Maybe comes Willingham out. and Buckingham Willingham and uh and Buckingham were uh, just taking a break. For twelve years or whatever it was. <laughs> but, thank years. you, Greg. Greg said thanks. I was pretty confused about DC vampires. I just assumed it ended nowhere. Ended nowhere. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Many yeah. vampire but, books. But Greg, but Greg. Isn't it weird that they are releasing these one-shot issues that seem to take place after the series that hasn't ended yet? God knows you got to get those one-shots out now, baby, while it's hot. It's Can't weird. possibly hold on to it. Who's even running DC these days? Uh, I don't know. I think Anybody know? Casada. Casada is not running DC. The Illuminati. They fired dude. everybody. It's always the Illuminati. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know who's like in charge of DC Comics anymore. Dan DiDio's out. He's been out for a while. Yeah, who is the... Um, let's see. Who's well, they are. Somebody get him on the phone. Someone try and release your comics in the correct order. Of like... I think it's... It's funny because it's like... Like uh, one of them you said was a Harley Quinn one. Yeah, she's the. the oh, well, I mean, that's character. why you got to get that that sweet yeah. Harley Quinn it, it cash. It'll be, it's like, well, you remember what was it? Secret Wars. Yes, was it Secret Wars that? Um, it was that weird time thing. It's like, oh, okay, everyone disappears, and then the next month, it's oh, everyone's back, and why is like She Hulk in the. Yeah, but that was like on purpose. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, it, it that was doesn't feel like it's on purpose. Diane Nelson. Okay, Diane. 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 First of all, first of all, release your comics in the correct order. Second of all, get sectars. <laughs> get the rights. Sectars. sectars we need a sectars revamp revamp back sectars are back the hotter than ever this is some ip that someone needs to jump on immediately zach snyder's sectars <laughs> god oh four man. hour sectar movie in vertical format just like the yeah. And it was eight, nine by sixteen. It was eight issues that it ran, and you can pick up all eight issues on eBay for it looks like about uh, in between thirty or forty bucks. Thirty and four. Wow. Okay. Well, I am probably going to pass. <laughs> I'll lowball. I'll lowball them. I'll see if there's any negotiate the lower price <laughs> options on sectors. Yeah. I was gonna say I've been reading Ghost Rider, still sticking with the with the uh I think three issues is the longest I've ever read uh, I've read Ghost Rider in a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's a victory. It's usually I forget about it and then I'm like, meh, eh, I don't care. Uh so yeah, still sticking still sticking with it. You like the last issue? Yes, I did. Is it kind of still it, I, it, does it almost because I think what we had kind of talked about it almost being like a Tales from the Crypt kind of feel to it. Is that, if I'm remembering correctly? Still a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. It's a little disorienting a little bit. Actually, Diane Nelson left DC Entertainment in 2018. My apologies. Diane, I'm sorry. I don't no know. No one's been appointed. No one's replaced her. There's oh no one. Oh, my God. DC this is why. This yep. is why. They're all coming out in the wrong order. Like no one since 2018, there's been no one in charge. It's DC, just I don't know who's the publisher. I have a job, <laughs> but if you want someone to like, just make sure you're sending, you're releasing your comics in the correct order. I can take a look. 
before before you send them out. Be like, hey, have you guys finished the DC vampires? Actually, no, we haven't. Then don't don't put this one out yet. Um, have you guys have you guys uh, kept up with uh, one or easy hit me? No, I read the second issue, but I haven't. I think there's two more out that I haven't read yet. Um, yeah, the uh, the fourth issue came out, and it's it, it's going to be a five issue series because it said uh, to be concluded. Yeah, it's uh, I've enjoyed it. It's 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 different. You know, it went from you know it's like sex trade book to a crime book to kind of a weird kink book. And back to uh, and then back to a back to a Kevin Chris's three favorite genres: (laughs) sex trade, crime, human sex. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weird (laughs) book, man. It's yeah. It 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 definitely it it definitely goes some places that I haven't I haven't seen some some you know other mainstream books go. So yeah, it's it's interesting. It, It it I will read. The entire thing. I'm interested in how it finishes up. Well, there's only one more left. Yeah, I'll read the next issue. You will read the last. You will read the last yes. one. I will invest that I'm time out. in my life to read that comic, Tom. I will read this fifth and final comic in this story. Yeah, but I've enjoyed I, it, and it's, I will it's it looks great. Can I read you an article? Uh, yeah, I won't. Please. I won't say the name. Okay. Of the publication. Uh, but this is an online article suggesting the top 10 people to lead the DC entertainment overhaul. I, I think okay. this might uh, be kind of funny. Okay. Is Tom on? Number 10. Number 10. Let's do this. Zack Snyder. <laughs> ah! <laughs> no. No. Um, no. Oh, no. Okay. Nah. Uh, all right. Number nine. Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Yeah, for sure. But why would they do that? that? Yeah, yeah, why, why would, they, would do they do that? Why would they do that? Number eight, Neil Gaiman. Once again, again why? Why, yeah. why, why would he, he want to do? Why would he want a day job? <laughs> how about how about Santa Claus? <laughs> yes. Number seven, James Wan. Again, once again, why? Once why? again, this guy is got. He's got other things going on. Number six, David Goyer. That one actually maybe makes maybe. sense. Yeah. yeah. What um, what was the last thing Goyer was uh was producing it's or been a long time? What TV show? He just did one recently. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Number, number five, JJ Abrams. Yeah, that's gonna happen. No. Yeah, fucking JJ Abrams could be sitting around like, oh, when are we going to put out this Ragman solo? Uh, <laughs> uh, number yeah. four, this one actually kind of, I think, makes sense. Gail Simone. Yeah. Well, I guess I that one that. makes sense. I mean, yeah. she's not busy doing anything because she doesn't write comics any longer, it doesn't seem like. so. No. Number three, Grant Morrison. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, he seems like an organized fella. Yeah. He's, yeah, that seems like a job he'd love. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, so Grant, like Grant can't just... make the uh, meeting. He is uh, high on opium. Yeah. And, like, and performing he's... a chaos magic ritual. Yeah. Nude yeah. in yeah. the parking lot. I don't think that's his skill set, is the. <laughs> Number two, Jim Lee, who I think has kind of been yeah, doing that uh, for like 20 yeah, years. Yeah. Like, that... Okay, that's probably the safe pick. Oh, he was the, was he the publisher? Yeah, he I, was up yeah, there. I don't know. Co CEO, something I don't know. And number one, Deborah Snyder. I guess if Zack Snyder's not available, his wife is that his wife, Deborah Snyder? I don't even know who yeah, Deborah is Snyder she's a producer is. Producer or something? Or? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, Jesus Christ. I don't okay. even know who she is. Yeah. I think she is the person who she produced the hashtag restore the Snyderverse. I think that's a definite <laughs> Snyder. <laughs> I think they should definitely get JJ Abrams. Yes. To... Clear out the bank account. Get A.J. Abrams. Yeah. Uh, he'll, yeah, he'll be to come in here. 
Listen, guys, we need to figure out this Catman four issue series. I, I say, why stop there, Tom? I think you you create like sort of a, a tribunal of Abrams, Grant Morrison, and and Neil Gaiman. I oh, think. almost like a Politburo, like yeah, Illuminati too. Yeah. yeah, like a group of people. Well, I'm, that... I'll just throw this question: Does DC need a creative overhaul? I mean, I, mean, I think you always just—I don't know if you need an overhaul, but I think well. If you're talking about the comics or you're talking about the whole sort of, you know, Warner Brothers movies as a stockholder, I would say, yes, they do. Um, But uh, as you know, just the comics themselves, I don't know, without knowing sort of how good or bad the comics are doing. um, I like a lot of what DC is doing right now. But I think you always need somebody just to guide the ship and and like make the final decision on stuff, which and just put shit out on time or in a time in the correct time. So I mean, order. order. I mean, order. do they have an EIC? They. I don't. I can't seem. You to, know, it's almost like baseball front office titles now. Remember, it used to be general manager, manager, and that was it. And now it's president of baseball operations and you can have, you know, three assistant general managers. That kind of feels like the hierarchy at DC now. It's like, okay, isn't it just EIC and then you have editors? (laughs) The only person I Greg Porter has got a great comment. And what the one person they're missing. Yeah. (laughs) Just, yeah. Why? Well, just Alan Moore. Just he's not Alan Moore. Yeah, he's not busy. He'd love yeah. to come back to DC. Oh, comics. I can see him doing that. He loves that. comics. Yeah. He loves comics. Loves the fans. <laughs> loves the comics. Yeah. Well, loves, loves the business company. of comics. Loves the business. Loves, yeah. Get him in there. I don't know who's running DC Comics right now. I have no idea. I can't seem to find any... Um, I mean, like, if... Honestly, if you're looking for an EIC... He's already working there. Mark Wade. Yeah, I don't know. Mar- I mean, that's easy to say, but it, that job isn't necessarily just because Mark Wade's been around comics forever and he and he's a good comic writer doesn't necessarily mean that he has the skills to run a, a publishing company. Like, they're, yeah. those are two different things. You well, can't I mean, just plug some. I'm talking. I mean, are you talking about no, running a publishing want. company? That's why you have a publisher. As like EIC, he kind of guides the creative ship. He kind of, it's, it's. Well, it should all be the same thing. There, there's no, there shouldn't right there as is part of the problem. It shouldn't be one or the other. You know, if, yeah. if you're someone needs to be in charge, and that means you're in charge of publishing, you're in charge of the creative, you're in charge of everything. At some point, you know. Somebody make a fucking decision. That's yeah. Well, that would be the yeah EIC and which Wade has kind of done that job before, hasn't he? I don't know. Obviously not successful. Well, no. I think he stepped in and did it for one of the like tertiary um, publishers. Wasn't that his own publishing company? If DC Comics needs three men (laughs) to come in. A tribunal. A tribunal. No ties. If we vote on stuff, there's no ties. There's three of us. No confusion. We'll we'll get we'll write the ship. We'll get it headed right towards we'll profit, things. my friends. Right? Only the sales charts up, 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 up. <laughs> Sectars back. <laughs> Wait. I'm gonna edit that out before we lose the job. I, um, I think I think because we got the job locked right now. I talked I about like a comic gonna... that was important to me as a child, yeah. and this is what I fucking get. This is what I open. I open up to you guys. There's new stupid kids all the time, and we should be selling comics to them constantly. <laughs> all right, guys. You know what time it is. It is public domain superhero hour. Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. And then Tom has to tell us a trade talk after that, so. 
Get it. Uh, this week, our public domain hero is Adam Antius Jr. Adam uh, real name, Adam Jr. Antius Jr. Uh, his first appearance was in Bouncer, issue number 10. Oh, of Bouncer comic. Is it like a comic anthology about like bar bouncers? I don't know. It's just called The Bouncer. Uh, the bouncer. Issue number 10 from September 1944 was originally published by Fox Features, created by Robert Kaniger and Louis Furstat. Okay. All right. Bobby Kaniger. Robert Bobby Kaniger. Uh, Adam <laughs> Antius Jr. is a sculptor and artist who creates a statue of the Greek mythology figure Antius. However, he discovers that when danger is near, the statue comes to life. The living statue gives Adam superpowers like its own, including super strength and the ability to bounce high in the air, hence the name Bouncer. Like the mythical Antheus, of course, Adam and the statue are both vulnerable in mid-bounce. Adam can also dig through the ground with ease. He appeared in Bouncer Issues num one, number 10 through 14. <laughs> okay, wait. So this guy makes a statue... And the statue gives him powers. Mm -hmm. And the when statue powers? So uh, the statue's also... Wait, so... Does he have uh, like, to carry the statue light. around? With the him? statue comes to life. And that gives him powers. So if you look at Bouncer issue number 10, the cover is, go a, dig it up. is a Greek god leaping in the air with a sort of weasley mustachioed artist type on his shoulder also leaping through the air over the head of a damsel in distress and a couple of gangsters with guns so i'm assuming they both had power when he came to life uh that's that's my assumption yeah that's what it sounds like it's not uh, right off about my major criticism is going to be this is confusing a little bit. I, well, it's maybe bit. why it only lasted four issues. It just seems like, okay, we got... I mean, like, all the Greek gods are, like, are fair play, and you picked, like, again, this is, like, the sectar of of Greek gods. I've never <laughs> heard of the Greek god of, like, of bouncing. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Antaeus. Uh, in Greek... In Greek sources, he was the half-giant son of Poseidon and Gaia, who lived in the interior desert of Libya. Uh, his wife was the goddess Tinge, for whom the city of Tangier in Morocco was named, and he had a daughter named Elsius of Bars. Uh, Antius would challenge all passerbys to wrestling matches, quote-unquote, and dick. remain invincible as long as he remained in contact with his mother, the Earth. <laughs> As Greek wrestling, like its modern equivalent, typically attempted to force opponents to the ground, he always won killing his opponents. Jeez. He built a temple. Yeah. yeah, brutal. He built a temple to his father using their skulls. Uh, Antaeus fought Her Heracles as... Uh, Heracles uh, realized that he could not beat Antaeus by throwing or pinning him. Instead, he held him aloft and then crushed him to death in a, a bear hug. <laughs> um, uh, the contest between Heracles and Antaeus was a favorite subject in ancient and Renaissance sculpture. So there you go. I'm looking at Bouncer. I'm looking at this. Uh, the, the bad guy they're facing... The gold bug <laughs> is either very uh, problematic. I can't tell what's going on with them. Well, listen, there's a reason why we've never heard of, uh, of the bouncer. Once again, much like hey, the hey, hey. Come never on. heard of fucking Come on. sectors. I share. Let's bring him I back, share baby. With you guys, this is what I get. I say, I say, DC Comics, the bouncer is out there. Sure, is it confusing? Yes, incredibly confusing. Who's the hero? I don't. Know. Is it the statue? Is it the guy who made this? The artist? <laughs> what you know, like how? I, 
Are they always going to be together? I want to point out Greg Parter has a uh, a very honest and yet crushing comment mm-hmm. about wow. our potential as a tribunal for sketch for DC Comics. He said that we haven't exactly distinguished ourselves with scheduling. Mm. <laughs> I, I I can't argue in with the early years. Blight clockwork. Yeah. But to be fair, we're not paid for this. You know, yeah. so you DC get what you comics, pay if you paid us. And we will take we'll take the pay of one editor in chief and split it amongst three of us in cash. And all right, uh, we'll show up. Yeah, probably. We'll get, it done. We'll get, the job get one done. of us. One of us will show up yeah. every day. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Tom. We all the time has come. Re- oh, reveal, you know what? Let's reveal just reveal thy trade talk. You know what? Let's just do something we've all read before. Let's have some dumb. Let's just do some superhero talking. Let's do some Grant Morrison. Let's do. Uh, let's do X Men. Ooh, like Grant the Morrison. First, yeah, why not? The first trade. Yeah, nice. Ooh, it's on Hoopla. Yeah, I haven't read that. In all right, read that in a while. Yeah, is that? That's not astonishing. That's just no. It's X, just was it no, that That's Canada? new X Men. Yeah, new X Men. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's do just like some summer, blo- like summer blockbuster style, you know? Like, <laughs> I thought I was afraid you were going to say, uh, what was the one of uh, Grant Morrison, the um, seven uh, shit? What was it? Seven, the seven nights or whatever the hell? What oh, was it? Uh, oh, seven soldiers yeah, of fortune. fortune. Yeah, the seven soldiers. I'm like, please don't pick that. Please don't pick that. That, that. I love that, uh, but I would not. I wouldn't have us read that on here. I I love that, but yeah, it took it. It many that was a rabbit hole generator, and once you went down the rabbit holes, it was fun. But yeah, otherwise pretty incomprehensible. Yeah, I I don't have the brain pan for it nowadays. I don't think I just don't. I don't have it anymore. All right, New X Men by Grant Morrison, nice. the first trade. Very nice. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I haven't read that in a while. That'll be fun. Or just, I mean, if you get so inspired, just keep reading. I have, I mean, I've got the omnibus around here somewhere, so I'll probably bust that out. I think I do too. Yeah. I think. don't. I should. I should. I should get that. Actually, no, those things. Are, well, it gives you an excuse to buy. They're it. hard. They're hard to read. They're hard to find. They're also hard to find now. I think. Ah. Uh, I'll sell you mine, Chris. I'll trade you for my Alpha Flight on the trade you. I'll trade you for a centaur, a centaur, my collection of centaur comics. Sectar, sectar, sectar. Sectars. See, it's already a bit, Sal. Hey, God bless and Godspeed for the both of you doing it. I, so I can't close. wait to listen. So close can't to it being your great name. As long so as I far. have nothing to do with it, I'm happy that you guys do All it. Right. All right. I don't want to edit it. I don't want to post it. I don't want it anything be, to do with it. It could be like the Tarantino podcast where we talk about each issue of Sectars in depth, page by page. <laughs> oh, you'll never. <laughs> I will be shocked if you get more than one episode out of Tom with this. Yeah, I'd be like, no, man. Just about sectars. That is an example. Chris's three most influential comics I read as a kid. Sectars 1. Sectars 3. Sectars (laughs) 2. The first three issues. Alien Legion. Alien Legion. Alien Legion. Sneak in there. All right. Well, like Doctor Who, is there gonna be? There's gonna be a Doctor Who comic. There, there? will absolutely be a Doctor Who comic. In there. I mean, well, okay. Dave Gibbons' okay. art story that goes Dave along Gibbons with his dad buying him Doctor Who and wearing a. There's gonna be a scarf worn. Alan Moore is this gonna be sort of Doctor like Doctor Who comics? Is this gonna be sort of like Chris? You know, his like free therapy sessions. Is that what this is? Gonna be? <laughs> A journey inside this the mind of Chris. <laughs> All I right. I, to, I don't know if I want to go in there. I think this could be like fun, a scary. Tom. 
Yeah. It puts, look for that. Chris crying over a Doctor Who comic as I'm on the other side. <laughs> just rolling your eyes. <laughs> just, oh, God, oh, God. again? Tears uh, again? Oh, uh, no. Uh, it's Dave Gibbons' art, Tom. Dave Gibbons. Uh, Wrap it up. I, All right. I'm sure it's fine. All right. Sal has to go book his haircut. Um, it was a good talk with you guys. Thank you for reading uh, Usagi Ujimbo. Uh It was a little, little out of the box from what we've been doing. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking out the Morrison New X-Men. Uh, we've talked about Patreon a little bit. You can uh, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash around comics. Uh, that'll give you access to uh, some extra shows and extra info and bits and pieces of this and that. But the big thing is that it helps us keep the lights on around here so we don't have to uh, worry about uh, that stuff. So we really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Uh, who was our new patron again? Uh, Graham. 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 Graham Kana. <laughs> Graham, let, let us know where you're from. Uh, inter- see, see if our if our bet paid off. Uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah, we've got ACTV uh, coming up. We just released our K Billy Super Sounds episode on Django Unchained with our buddy uh, Will Pfeiffer. We do that uh, once a month or so. We've got uh, Hateful Eight coming up, and then uh, probably a special cup or probably a couple special episodes as we get through once upon a time in hollywood and finish up our tarantino podcast so that's been fun how long do you think the once upon a time in hollywood episode will be long it's gonna be it will be broken up into parts most likely nah it'll be fine it'll be fine yeah you say that now i don't have the i don't have the time to delve into Stuff it's for, good. It can be know. good in that sense. You Quick. filter your thoughts down to the most, mm-hmm. you know. He says that now, Tom. The most important. He says it now. Hey, listen, you know. Like six months ago, if you would have done it yeah. when we started this, yeah. it's the four yeah. hours easy. Yeah. But new job and you know, life, life gets in the way. Now he's like, it's yeah. a tight 45 minutes, Chris. Tight 45 minutes. Get this shit over with. We got. I got things to do. I got. I got. I got a grill to cook on. I got a brisket. <laughs> it's summer. Brisket <laughs> the weather is beautiful. Let the movie. The movie's long enough. One more way. Let the movie speak for itself. Like sort of a Lynchian approach. But it's good. It's fine. And then. Uh, and then after that, we're. I think we're gonna try and tackle the Coen Brothers movies. So, which will be fun. Because we enjoy doing it. All right. So that's all the uh, the Patreon stuff. Uh, Tom, Sal, great to see you guys. Love uh, uh, our Thursday nights. You know, we, it feels like I haven't seen you all in like forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you, you have, have it. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, yeah, it was good to talk comics, comics again. Um, have a great rest of your week and weekend. Be super extra careful, safe. Uh, don't blow off any fingers or toes this weekend 4th of july um we'll be back next thursday on new episode in the meantime in between time we will be everywhere in